My name is Ian Kennedy. I chaired the inquiry into quality in general practice. I think it was the King's Fund's view, which I agree with, that uh, we didn't know a great deal about the quality of general practice. Much of the research is focused on the acute sector, even though most patients go to general practice. So we needed to know a bit more, and uh, the King's Fund developed the idea of doing this inquiry. We began by asking some researchers to explore various areas of general practice. Then we consulted expert practitioners. Then we consulted more widely with the public and with others. And then we sat and talked and deliberated over the, what is a very difficult set of, uh, of issues, not least the idea of what quality means and how you measure it and quantitative and qualitative measure and, and all of those sort of things, and ultimately came up with a report uh, which we're happy to issue to the world at large and to general practitioners in particular. It's important to say that the studies found that general practice on the whole is good by reference to the standards of performance. That said, uh, and there's always a but, isn't there? There is room clearly for improvement. And let me give you two or three examples. We found widespread variation in the quality of performance, for example, in diagnosis, in referral and in prescription. For example, the use of generic statins as, a, uh, as compared with others, the saving to the National Health Service could be hundreds of millions of pounds. So there's variation in performance which needs to be looked at. Equally, we found widespread variations in the kind of experience that patients have of their general practice patients being sent to hospital when they needn't have been so they could be treated in the community and they would have perhaps preferred that and that again large costs to the National Health Service hundreds of millions of pounds we found one in only one in ten patients had a care plan and it's not so much the care plan with a long-term illness it's what the care plan represents as a kind of continuity of, uh, of care that they would have and we found other such variations in the uh, care of patients a lot of patients for example unable to see their preferred doctor so you had this challenge to what we think of as a therapeutic bond between patients and general practice not actually translated into reality and if I could mention one more and perhaps very critical factor that we point out, a widespread lack of data so that we can't really know and measure how well general practice is actually performing. There's a big context in which the response has to be understood, and that is the need for general practice to adapt to the changes of the world we're in. And they are demographic changes, people getting older uh, and more uh, babies being born as well. Next, the introduction of new technology, both for doctors and nurses and others in general practice, and also patients. And thirdly, frankly, the higher expectations of patients now compared with the past. It's not enough merely for uh, you, for the general practice to tell the patient something and expect them to ex accept that. They actually have another question to ask. So that's a context. And what that means is that general practice has to change, in our view, radically in a number of ways. The first I would uh, identify is that patients need to have a new deal as to how general practice treats them. They have to be involved in their care. They have to have a sense of being engaged. The therapeutic bond has to be nurtured. And it has to be remembered that 
patients and the feedback from patients is pretty important as a quality control mechanism. Secondly, we have to value generalism. It's very important, general practice. But we also have to recognize the need as practices grow for specialisms. Thirdly, general practice has simply to fall in love with, if I can say, the notion of transparency, of collection of data, measuring themselves against their peers, against other professionals, embodying the notion of quality improvement and challenging themselves all the time. The next point we say in this idea of a radical set of changes, the general practitioner and the general practice needs to see itself as a navigator, not a gatekeeper, and navigating the patient through a very complex system, not just of healthcare, but also of other social uh, services. Then two things which we regard as very important, the need to accelerate the pace of multidisciplinary teams in general practice so that the patient in one place, if you like, or under one roof gets uh, an integrated and a holistic care as much as is possible. And then we have to quicken the pace of move from small practices working in isolation to the idea of federated networks, multi-professional teams, as I've just said. And lastly, of these radical changes, and this is very important for the future, and perhaps radical, the general practice has to look beyond the surgery door to the wider world, inequalities, public health, obesity, reaching out also to others who provide public services, whether it's in the school health team or whether it's in social care. And in all of those radical changes, we need leadership. Leadership which will say, we'll support you, this is the vision, this is the direction. But if you're not performing well, we'll also point that out and challenge you and support you where you need it. Without that leadership, we won't be able to do anything. The report of the inquiry is propitious. It's actually come at the right time, if you like, because we see all these changes being proposed with GPs at the centre, on the centre stage. And what are we saying in our report, and how does it match up to what's being said by government and others? The important thing to notice is that GPs are being asked to play another role, not just the provider of care, which I've been talking about, but also the commissioner of care. And in that second role, through GP consortia, they can begin to, if you like, press for the kinds of changes, improvement in quality, measurement, the new deal for patients that I've been talking about that they have to do as providers of care. So that's the first thing. Secondly, if new players on the block emerge to offer challenge to existing general practice, that can only, in our view, benefit the notion of pressure for increased performance, increased quality, not least at the instigation of patients. And thirdly, I think there's an opportunity here as part of government plans to align the regulatory system, the system of incentives and rewards, all towards improved quality, collecting data, measuring that which needs to be measured, being more transparent, giving patients the experience that they deserve. And if those are the things that are, if you like, incentivized, then that's another impetus to achieving what we're asking for. Well, I hope that general practice will see this as a statement that everything is pretty good, but it's not good enough, that we can always improve. And here's the challenge in this report as to the direction that improvement should take. And I've no doubt that general practice will respond to that challenge.